0: Hey everyone, this is Erin Tarr with Be The Benchmark, back to talk about week number seven of our Fierce Girls Summer. Week number seven continues on our path with the four agreements. So if you'll remember from the past episodes, agreement number one, be impeccable with your words. Agreement number two, don't take anything personally. And agreement number three, which I don't know if doing agreement number one and two makes this one easier or if it's still just as as tricky to implement in our life, but don't make assumptions. Wow. So I think we've probably all heard the saying, you know what happens when you assume it makes a A-S-S out of you and me, because you spell assume A-S-S-U-M-E. So it makes an ass out of you and me, in case I needed to spell out that Statement. I'm assuming you've all heard that at some point or another, but so often in our culture we hear things and they just become sayings in the back of our mind that we don't really think about and we don't really actively try to implement in our lives. And so this is a big responsibility to really take on this agreement. And when I say agreement, I don't think I've really gotten into this a lot, but basically our lives are full of agreements that we have made with ourselves. Uh, Agreements about how we view the world. Agreements about who we are as a person. Agreements about how we will behave in society. And these are often just unspoken agreements. This is how it works, and this is what I do, and this is who I am. And the four agreements are based on making sure This book, The Four Agreements, is based on making sure that the agreements that you're making with yourself are going to be life giving and positive and uplifting and really to your own success and happiness. And ultimately to the success and happiness of the community that you find yourself in, whether it's a relationship with one person, whether it's a family relationship, a Club, a team, a classroom, uh, coworkers, whatever it may be uh, when you're able to make these agreements with yourself and really live by them, and of course, we 're all going to make mistakes, no one is going to be perfect, and so these agreements are a way that you are realigning yourself when you make a mistake and when you tarry from that path, so to speak. Uh, because especially as parents, my kids are really ready to point out any time that I've made a mistake or have done or said something that is not in alignment with what I'm teaching them. I I assume your kids are the same way, unless... I assume your kids are the same way. Let's just say that. Uh, but agreement number three, they want... The author of the book really just wants us to live our best life. And these agreements, if we're able to kind of rise above... Uh, maybe what many would be considering our natural human instincts and instead make these agreements and try to live in this way that we will ultimately uh, find more peace find more more joy and those types of things and so uh, agreement number three don't make assumptions that I'll be sharing with the fierce squirrels in week seven which will be almost towards the end of July I think is gonna come in really handy for them to practice heading into the school year. I don't know about you, but my daughters love to make assumptions about pretty much everyone and everything, but, and I say my daughters as though I don't do it as well. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm actively working on this agreement, but they love to make assumptions about their teachers and how their teachers or the school system will respond in certain situations. And I find what often happens to my daughters when I'm asking them to flex their bravery muscles and I say, why don't you ask your teacher about that? Or could you try this? Or would you be able to do this for me when you get to school? Those types of things they get a little flushed and they say mom no the teacher won't let us do this or she's going to say that or blah blah blah. So uh for my older daughter this came into play quite a bit this year when she didn't understand an assignment or she felt like she was going to need to turn in something late or she felt like she was turning in something that wasn't as good as she wanted it to be or she wanted extra time to work on a project. And I would repeatedly tell her, you know, your teacher is human. If you go up and look her in the eye and explain the situation clearly and talk to her, I'm sure you can figure something out. And basically she assumed on a regular basis, no, here's what she's going to say or here's how she's going to respond. And I would repeatedly say, you cannot put words in her mouth you cannot assume that she's going to respond in a certain way and then she would like to give me examples of situations that would have happened with other students in the class so well when so and so raised their hand and asked this question here's how she responded so she's going to say the same thing to me and then i would be able to poke about a bajillion holes in her story and explain why her situation was different than that person's situation Uh, and a large part of that is just the ability to communicate so communicating with the teacher about what the situation was what the question was where the misunderstanding came into play all of those types of things and if we think about it We do this all the time with our coworkers, with our bosses, with our kids, with our spouses. We, especially with our spouses, right? Because we have so much history with them. And, you know, here's what happened last time I asked him to clean out his closet. And so I know he's going to do the exact same thing. So I'm not even going to bother to ask. And I'm just going to huff around and be mad about it. Or I'm just going to do it myself, you know. Uh, that's actually not a situation that my husband and I directly deal with because we have separate closets so I don't need him to clean out his closet he can do whatever he wants with his closet but you understand my point that this is kind of the situations that we as adults find ourselves in and that we model for our kids and they naturally kind of morph into this way of thinking that we can make assumptions about what other people are thinking or how other people will respond in situations and it really what it ultimately does is it shuts down communication it shuts down opportunity and it gives us an excuse to hide an excuse to not face uh, difficult situations or new challenges or new obstacles or opportunities you know an obstacle can really just be an opportunity it's just a different name and so I think that's really the key and the important part of week number seven for don't make assumptions is really don't make assumptions as an excuse for something you're scared of. Don't use assumptions as an excuse to play small or to opt out. If you really recognize that you're assuming something's going to happen versus taking that brave step, uh, making that call, Asking that question, clarifying the communication. That's what's going to move the needle forward in our lives. And for our kids, it could be something as simple as requesting an extension on a homework assignment, or asking to reschedule a piano lesson, or uh, asking a friend to go to the movies who they don't know very well, but they just want to get to know better, whatever, really just facing those fears. As adults, um, and as they get older, the stakes can get higher and higher. And that's what I love about all the things I get to teach the Fierce Girls, is that we get to teach them these things on what are to them huge levels, but really in the span of life, They are playing on a very small playing field right now. And so the mistakes that get made or the failures that happen, while to them they seem huge, we know in the span of a lifetime, these are very minor things that are happening. But each time they take those chances and each time they use these tools that we're teaching over the course of these eight weeks, they're building their resiliency. They're building their toolbox. They're building... um, really just their own self worth and efficacy so that when they do come to the big scary things in life, they won't be so scary because they have this whole toolbox of ways to deal with it. And they have this whole history and story of how they've already used these tools in developmentally appropriate ways from the time they were eight, nine, 10 years old. So now when they're 20, 30, 40 years old, They can pull those tools out and say, I know how to use this and I know what to do with it and I know how to live my best life and contribute to my community and create a life that is fulfilling and exciting and uh, makes a difference in this world. So that's what gets me excited and I hope that if you're listening, you have the opportunity to discuss these things with your son or daughter and that you can really think about how are you going to implement agreement number three don't make assumptions where what is an area where this is really a struggle bus for you and how can you work on it and maybe maybe engage your child in keeping you accountable to that share with them here's an area where i struggle with this and you know is there an area that you struggle with this and maybe we can ask each other about it and keep each other accountable because i think ultimately implementing agreement number three is really going to lead us to our best life and also our best relationships with one another so i would love to hear if you're able to do that and how it goes so hit me up on facebook hit me up on instagram email me whatever it takes i would love to hear from you until the next episode go ahead and choose your thoughts to create a life that you love and go out and change the world in ways that matter to you. Be The Benchmark.